Um, Lauren, you are muted. If you are saying something, I cannot hear you. Lauren, you're muted. Lauren, you're muted. Using a towel even when it's wet. Journaling every day. Not knowing what the little green light next to your webcam even means. Having wet lips. Hugging the people you love. Being honest with your friends, even when it's not what they want to hear. Welcome to Crazy Hot. A podcast about what makes us all so fucking hot. Hello. Crazy hot, and so are you. I'm Eileen. Um, Yesterday I donated plasma for the first time, and the nurse told me she had never seen legs as hairy as mine. (laughs) And I'm Lauren, and with a badonk like this and a working toilet of my very own, who needs a throne? (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Ours were very different. (laughs) Those are very different. um, Very different. Openings, but in, you know what? we're just being ourselves here and we're letting our true hearts shine and it's i think mm-hmm. it's working out really well for us in the long run when i decide to show my true heart um i think we clear eyes nobody loses as they say i've never heard that so, but i believe you you know the thing i don't know where it's from where they're like clear eyes full hearts can't lose what's that from listeners email us at crazy hot podcast at gmail.com if you know that reference please email us at crazy hot pod at gmail.com and we're just fishing for interaction at this point because could I look it up in probably less time that it takes me to sign on to Gmail? Absolutely. Absolutely. But, but will we wait two weeks for someone to email us before we know the answer? Also, yes. Definitely. Absolutely. Definitely. We're returning to like an artisanal um, question answering type of setup. We missed the old days where people didn't know the answer to everything instantly, where we had to just one mm-hmm. like we had to wonder about it for like weeks. Mm hmm. Yeah. yeah. And you had to prioritize what you were wondering about. Exactly. I can no longer wonder what the lyrics to Britney Spears songs are because I can know in mm-hmm. an instant. Um, do you want to know something? I absolutely do. <laughs> I know you weren't moving on, so I'm going to say this now. <laughs> um, in Christina Aguilera's All I Want Is You, Come Over, Baby, when she used to sing, get close, get tight, I used to think, genuinely that she was saying when our geckos get tight like they're so sexually active and and in love that their pet lizards were now bonded mm. mm-hmm. i can totally see that yep all right so, so uh, let's go ahead and transition <laughs> thank you okay well, uh, now a word from our sponsor wait i'm reading the sponsor right <laughs> yeah yes okay you are contractually obligated to read this sponsor. Mother, don't read this. It's your this contract. is embarrassing. I, I'm not in a 10-year non-competition contract with these people. You, you are. just have to. You signed mother, it. Mother, you just have to listen and hear it for the first time. Okay. Now a word from our sponsor. <laughs> Sucky mints. The mints that you suck on that absolutely nobody likes. Buy 1200 for 30 cents total. Keep them in a broken bowl in the middle of your kitchen table. Offer them to every guest you ever have until one person eats them one time and chokes and ends up dying, and you go to jail for manslaughter. Sucky mints. Everything about us sucks. A winky face emoji. Available only at Costco. We are so sorry about so that. Sorry, I just want to say, guys. like, we have to say that. Like, 
they pay us a million dollars a year each to mm-hmm. read that ad mm-hmm. and we actually don't endorse those mints at all because Sucky they mints are all. disgusting they're horrible they're horrible basically the company was founded by someone who was doing bath salts and encountered a box of bernie bots every flavor beans and was like what if all the mints tasted bad yes um it was a Florida gentleman. It was a man who had access to nail products that he did put in the mints. Um, and he is independently wealthy. We signed a very, very rigid contract. We are so we're sorry. We're so sorry. We have to, we're going to have to mention Sucky Mints multiple times. We're going to have to um, have stories about when we interacted with Sucky Mints. And we apologize. We do deeply apologize. Okay. I think we should introduce our guest. Absolutely. Okay, everyone, this guest you're all so curious about because I am so amazing. And so you are obviously wondering how I got to be that way. And I will tell you, it is because half of me is made of this woman from whom I exited when I was birthed. That's right. (laughs) She is my blood mother, my actual literal mother, Susan Hanley. Susan Hanley. Welcome to the show. Hi, Susan. Hi, Lauren. Hi, Eileen. Wow, so scared. You would think that because I am so bold, she mm-hmm. would be a little more um, open to this. But she's actually, I've had to wipe her butt three times from all the times she's pooped her pants <laughs> with fear today. Right? Isn't that right? Uh, that is not the least bit correct. Okay, okay. <laughs> all right. Well, we just have one question for you to to talk, to to start mm-hmm. the show. We do. <gasps> Why, Why are you so, are you so hot? hot? And what's your deal? <laughs> She's so embarrassed. Uh, let me clarify. Now, I want to I make. A, yeah, let's, let's clarify. clarify. When we say that, we don't this show is a. Sorry. I'm so sorry, Lauren. Go let's ahead. Clarify. <laughs> I'm, let's clarify yes. at the same time using different okay. words. So. What I mean when I say, why are you so hot, is what is it about you that makes you attractive to other people? And I don't mean physically. I mean, you, it could be your brain. It could be your cl- the clothes you wear. It could be <laughs> the home you own, the way you care for your dog, anything. What do you think it is that attracts other people to you in both romantical and platonic ways? Um, I think I'm a giving person and authentic. I'm my authentic self. So yes. pe- people respond to that. What about you is your most, um, like, most authentically you that you think is, would be the most surprising or that no one else might know about you? Uh, Deep down inside, um, I'm still kind of a punk. I I was very into the punk scene in the 80s. Wow. Wow. Oh, yes, because I think we, um, oh, my God, the mic is slipping. The there are that it was slipping from your punkness um because there are actually photos of you with a certain hairstyle would you like to share what that is yeah i had short standing up hair with a rat tail (laughs) Mm, Um, but i have heard of this rat tail i've heard it was long yeah yeah it was strong yeah and it was on the side. And what was <laughs> on the side. what was it was on the side. It wasn't centered. It wasn't in the middle of the back. It was on the side. Because you are not a centrist. You're a mm-hmm. leftist. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, you <laughs> can you God. can try to meet people in the middle all you want and compromise your beliefs, but we'll get one inch every hundred years. That's a 
some people say about politics. Again, if you know who who said that quote, please email us please at crazyhotpot at gmail.com because I've never heard that it, at all. If you're the person listening to this podcast that said it, don't email us. I know you said yeah, it. D- yeah. Don't be a jerk. Don't be a jerk. Don't take it away from someone else. <laughs> okay, so Lauren, um, do you yeah. want to define what, what hot means to you? Absolutely. Um, I mean, I think everyone's hot in in a special way i think one of the best parts of the transparency that's come with kind of the social media revolution is is not filtered hotness or all striving for the same thing but visibility um and in a very you can't be what you don't see kind of way like when you see someone with a rat tail to the side rocking short hair you know like getting really mad about George Bush Sr., which I assume is what being a punk in the 80s is. I would like to be informed more about that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, what what was punk to that you? You see them doing that and you say, that's hot. Yeah, like they're like being them, themselves. And they're strong and that's hot. Um, and I really like that we mentioned that this podcast is not about outward hotness, although, you know, we don't deny the society we live in. And I also want to mention that your mom is incredibly beautiful. And I was very much struck by that when we had your birthday party at um the standard chelsea um it was actually the smith lauren the shout smith. out to the smith Sorry. if you the work smith. at the smith we will accept money for saying your name over and over again i won't because your vegan menu sucks oh, ass. okay um <laughs> i'll take it all i'll stay with the sucky mint sucky mint sucky i love having a sucky mint choking Sorry, go guys. to jail okay mother <laughs> what do you think is it that was the punkest thing that you did in your whole life a lot of headbanging dancing. Whoa. Whoa. I was Whoa. like, wait a minute. <laughs> Whoa. Headbanging dancing. Who are your favorite bands? Dancing. The Clash. Oh, that's right. The Rock the Casbah. Yeah. Rock the Casbah. The Casbah. Nice. Rock the cash box. It's no, That is not that the word, song. Lauren. It's Rock the Casbah. I know. I know, but one time I was at a garage sale and I was in charge of the cash box. Oh, cool. <laughs> Very cool. Some say I rocked it. Very cool. <laughs> um, what was, um as a punk in the 80s, Susan? Yes. What was a piece of, what was like a, a signaling thing to other punks? Like when you saw someone, or was there not one unified signaling piece where you're like, they're a punk at the grocery store? Well, it was, it was wearing a lot of black, actually, a lot of black. Mm-hmm. And I another thing I loved to do was alter my clothing I would like on the weekends I would take shirts that I had and either cut them up or dye them or paint them or and there was a lot of that there was a lot of like unique uh expression through your clothing Mm -hmm. I think Mm -hmm. that's probably the most outward sign and then kind of the look Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. hairstyles stuff like that what do you think made you go from being punk to being then the amazing, gorgeous Courtney Cox lookalike mother that you became? You know, it's weird. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I moved to Peaks Island. Mm-hmm. Um, I was a little punky when I moved here. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I don't know if your environment sort of then shapes you outwardly. Mm-hmm. Because, and also, like, once you have kids, I don't know, can you pull off punk with a baby? Oh, for shizzle. For sure, yeah. For sure. It was still the 90s, and people were not, 
people weren't as open to seeing a punk mom as I think they probably are today. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I yeah. had a real, jo- I got a real job. Mm-hmm. I got a, a nine to five, mm-hmm. you know, job with responsibilities. Mm-hmm. And, <laughs> you know, I guess all of it kind of wore me down. Mm-hmm. But secretly mm-hmm. somewhere deep inside, a there's punk. a little bit of punk still in there. I'm Susan the punk. <laughs> Um, what is so what is what was your job what was your boring nine-to-five I was a photo lithography engineer a a what (laughs) a photo lithography engineer this is Eileen this is also Eileen's mother so thank you Eileen for having like guffaws and being like what (laughs) yeah well that's just it's the apple falls far from the tree apparently because i'm hosting a comedy (laughs) podcast um so different paths but that's very you're very smart Mm -hmm. um in a way that's not boring can you succinctly describe what photolithography is in like two Mm -hmm. sentences um it is creating patterns using lights light and they did it it's used in the semiconductor manufacturing so you're making computer chips but you make the patterns that are on the chips using light wow that sounds why would you use light why would you use light because they're so small because light is free those are my two options no no i mean you're using uh, the the equipment is cost (laughs) millions and millions of dollars so the light is not free (laughs) um it's because of it can be so small (laughs) Um, because they're mm. the widths of the lines that you're printing are like a quarter of a micron. So there's like 35 of them in the width of your hair. Oh my God. Mm-hmm. So they're very, very Whoa. small lines. Wow. Probably like 30 in the width of my hair. I have Yorkie. My hair has been um, likened to that of a Yorkie's coat, like an elderly, very sick Yorkie. That sucks, Lauren. Yeah, it sucks. It really does. No, you have great hair. Um, You have good hair. It doesn't. I don't. Yeah, I don't look at it and think that you look like a Yorkie. Well, if you ever like for some reason aggressive or sexual or or beyond took my hair and like put all of it in your hand, you would be like, ah, I'm holding a spider. (laughs) Also, my cron sounds like I know it's a unit of measurement because I hashtag what uh, wanted to go to medical school. Um, my cron sounds like if I got kicked in the vagina, I'd be like, my cron. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my cron. Wait. Okay. So mother, you're not, a, you're not an engineer anymore. Oh, I'm always an engineer. That's the thing is you're always an engineer. <laughs> oh, oh, all right. Cool. Something did you, I know. when you went to college, where did you go to school and did you have to have a special computer? Um, I went to school, uh, at Clarkson <laughs> university and I, you know what? I'm so old that when I went to school, the computer used cards. Uh, like, they used to be, I don't know if you've ever even seen them, but there used to be these cards. They were about three inches tall and about, I'm going to say, seven inches. And they were perforated cards that y- you'd stick them mm. in the computer and the a thing would read where all the holes were to create a computer program. That's how old mm. I am. Wow, I don't even know what that yeah. means. <laughs> what that would mean. You're not that old, though. What year were you born in? You no, don't have not. to answer that. That's okay. Um, <laughs> just tell us what animal, what Chinese zodiac animal is the year that you were born in. 
I don't know. It might be the rat. I was born in 1960, so. Oh, wow. She is not afraid <laughs> to say her age. Well, you're only 60 years mm-hmm. old. You're 60 born in 1960. Yeah. Wow. 60-60. 60, 60. 60 years to go. Uh, only 60 years. Halfway through. So, midlife crisis. I have a few, I have a few pressing questions um, for our listeners. As an advocate of our listeners, one, I would recommend trying a Stinky's Mint. They're, um, they're exciting. They're inviting. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Sucky mints. They the stinky mints are the other. The only ones thing they we... will do is make your breath smell good, but then you'll choke and die and go to jail for manslaughter. Stinky's mints. Wait, sucky mints. Why not? Um, sorry again, and sorry to sucky. Sorry mints. again. Sorry. Buy sucky mints and we can shut up. Um. Yeah. Wait. Okay, um, do you, Lauren, you have another question. I want to. Uh, let's let's talk on. Living on Peaks Island. Now, for our listeners who don't know, Peaks Island is a completely separate island off the coast of Portland, Maine. You get there by boat. It's gorgeois, okay? That's correct. It's a big, a big island. It's not a little island. It, it's it's little. little. It's it's small. It is little, but it's a big, a big a deal. It's a big, a big a deal. In terms of deals, okay. it's big, a big a. Big, a big a. It's not an island that you're like, who cares? You know, which I feel about about over 80 islands. <laughs> So why Peaks Island? Um, Eileen, I think it's very interesting to have you speak to what that was like growing up on an island. Oh, I will. But yeah, we'll ex- we'll have Susan explain why, and then I will explain how it deeply affect- affected me and ruined my life. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. <laughs> um, I always say I'm married onto the island because my now husband <clears throat> lived here. And when I met him, and then we got married, and the first year we got married, I didn't live here. I lived in Boston because I didn't want to leave Boston and move to Peaks Island. But after a year, I could tell that he wasn't going to leave Peaks Island and move to Boston. So I mm. moved up here. But I, I actually, I grew to like it. I, I love it now. I love it. Um, mm-hmm. But, yeah. So that was a compromise that you made for the man you loved? Yes. That's Could nice. you, did you have to change your job when you moved to Peaks Island? I just, I was also a photolithography engineer but up here yes i had to get a new job if you if you were not if you had not become an engineer what do you think you would have been i would have been a teacher i wished i actually sort of wished i had been a teacher (gasps) because Mm -hmm. i think i would be a great teacher Mm -hmm. um Mm -hmm. and i think they have a great schedule getting the summers off is kind of nice Mm -hmm. um Mm -hmm. and I love kids and like working with kids and I was a substitute teacher for a little while which I also really liked Mm -hmm. um so that is you know it's hard when you are 17 and you're being forced to decide what you're going to do with the rest of your life Mm -hmm. (laughs) and and Mm -hmm. it seems like such an unfair proposition to decide I decided to become an engineer because my sister's boyfriend at the time who I had a huge crush on which sister Kathy (gasps) but it wasn't a I mean he was so much older that it was like a kitty crush right and I just adored him and um he went to Clarkson and he was an engineer and I was just very I was excellent at math and science and I'm trying to figure out a degree where you can use your math and science. And I was like, well, Jeff goes to Clarkson. I guess I'll apply to Clarkson. And did you, and you went to Clarkson? Yeah. 
Did you talk to Jeff? Well, he had graduated. Oh. Um. <laughs> well, good strategy. Let's follow the man I love to Clarkson, and then he graduates. No, it wasn't that I wanted, I was ever going to be with Jeff. It was just like, you know, when you're a kid and your big sister has this boyfriend, it's like you get a crush on them, too. Like, I just adored him. Do we have eyes on Jeff right now? Do you know where he is? No. I know he married someone else, not my sister. She broke his heart, though. (gasps) Oh, my gosh. That is scandalous. We'll have to have Kathy on the show to talk all about Jeff and their breakup. When you were living in Boston, was that where you were born? Or is that where your family is from? No, I grew up in uh, upstate New York. Uh, I moved to Boston for a job uh, Mm -hmm. that I worked at Digital Equipment Company. Um, But then I wanted to live right in Boston. I lived right next door to Fenway Park. And and I used to go to Kenmore Square and Cambridge sometimes. Um, So I did the reverse commute. I lived in Boston and worked outside of Boston about an hour each way. Wow. Um, but it was fun. It was super fun. I was single. Nice. Did you do a lot of drugs? I did not. Are you sure about that? I did a lot more drugs in college. Mm-hmm. I I think by the time I was working, I was it wasn't that appealing. Yeah. So no. Because you got to get up and go to work, and then you feel horrible. Yeah. What's fun mm-hmm. about that? I didn't even really drink that much. Yeah. Um, Tell us about your favorite drink now. Oh, Guinness. <laughs> yes. Oh, tell us your nightly ritual with Guinness. Well, I have, <laughs> I try to have one Guinness every night. Um, and I always have for, I'm going to say, hmm, more than 30 years. So it's a lot That's of a Guinness. Secret? That's a secret to being so smart and beautiful and kind. <laughs> Just one Guinness every night. And I it also makes like you that you. It does. <laughs> what about it makes you strong? <laughs> no, seriously. Um, when. When we lived in Britain, I mean, there was a whole campaign at one point getting uh, people to drink Guinness because it has, they say, it replaces iron, um, that you should, you know, it will make you strong. Guinness Mm -hmm. makes you stronger. And there's a whole ad campaign about that. That seems (laughs) like a stretch. I'm stronger when I've been drinking, for sure. Yeah, we are definitely stronger stronger when, when we've been drinking. I also like the way you phrased, I try to have one Guinness a night because I'm like, I try not to have four tequilas a day. And you're like, I really try to fit in at, try to fit in a Guinness. Like a vegetable. Yeah. I gotta, I'm sorry, I really have to just take a second to make myself a drink. Otherwise I'll forget versus me all night being like, what if you just like did two shots while you're like making pasta? Would that be, would that be fun for anyone? I think it would be fun. Um, it's certainly fun for a moment. It's certainly fun in the moment. Mm-hmm. Um, Mother, I do have another question. Wait, I wrote it down. Oh, okay. Were you ever... Well, you were punk, so probably not. Were you ever like afraid that being so smart and good at math and science, people would make fun of you for being a nerd? Well, they did <gasps> when I was growing up. Aww. Who? Yeah. Jeff? Was it Jeff? No, no. Jeff is Jeff, very supportive. I swear to God, Jeff. <laughs> Wait, how many years older than you was Jeff? I'm guessing um, 30. No, five. <laughs> oh. That's not that many. Well, it is when you're like 13 and oh. 18. Okay, then. Yeah, yeah. That's too many. Yeah. We do not condone that. It's when so was... fun to think about that, though. Like, if you're five or six or seven years apart, 
there is a time where it would be so messed up and wrong for you to be with your partner. Yeah. Well, it's so fun to tease your partner about that. Well, my mother's husband now is 10 years older than her. Uh-huh. So when yeah, he was 20, so... she was 10. And if he, he loved her, then he would be that an would absolute be so weird. freak. <laughs> that would be very illegal and very wrong. And again, yeah. we do not condone that at all. No, not at all. Um, so they made fun of you. So what was the worst thing you ever got called? I don't remember specifically, but I, it was very. So here is the burden of being so smart. Oh, yes. Please tell us. <laughs> I don't know it. So please tell me. Yeah, no. So I'm going to when I was in middle school, I had to spend half the day doing going up to the high school to do high school math and high school science because I was already couldn't do like had done all the middle school stuff that Mm. could be done Mm. and it was really awkward you know for a seventh grader Mm. to walk around in the halls of a high school and you don't make any friends like nobody wants to know the seventh grader Mm -hmm. and the high school had four thousand kids in it wow where did where did you grow up susan in liverpool new york what's that close Uh, to syracuse uh, outside of Syracuse. Mm-hmm. And it was this giant high school. Yeah. Um, the years that I was going was kind of like this baby booming time. So um, there were tons of kids. And it was just, so I was didn't fit in in the middle school. Mm-hmm. And I didn't fit in in the high school. And I was mm-hmm. just like this, um, you know, weirdo wherever I was. Aww. But it made me stronger. That's right. And that in the Guinness, she's so strong. <laughs> She's so internally strong and I am physically strong. When she started fitting into the world so, so well, she then employed the use of a Guinness to keep her strong when she wasn't being strengthened by rebelling against uh, common core standards. No child left behind. More like every child (laughs) left behind by (laughs) Susan Hanley. One one child was left behind. (laughs) Are you ever sad that none of your children, myself included, turned out to be um, like math whizzes? I'm perplexed. Mm. I'm not sad. But I'm like, why aren't they better at this stuff? Like, I don't get it. And I think, what did I do growing up that I didn't? Well, you were growing up that I didn't make you better at math or science. How did you get so good? At it. Yeah, what did you do that made you so good at math? Who was teaching you, like, middle school stuff so that you were done with it by the time? I mean, was it Matilda style where, like, you stayed at home and did math and, like, your Wheaties? Or was a parent putting that in front of you? Like, who was your example that you knew how to do that? I just had a real uh, facility for math and I think I really liked it and um, yeah I was probably a little nerdy Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. so Mm -hmm. I just was really good at it whatever math they put in front of me I could already do it I'm actually wearing my mother's sweatshirt that says I heart math on it but the heart is like a graph (laughs) well do you see this isn't that silly absolutely that's how much she loves it I heart math yeah, I heart math. She hearts math hard. <laughs> like, hoard. She hearts it. Hoard. I like calculus very much. Yeah, it's fun. I, algebra, I don't like any of it. Algebra is super fun. I love algebra. I, I'm better, I'm best at algebra probably of all the maths, but I really don't care for it at all. So mm-hmm. I'm, I'm sorry about that. I consider myself more of a body language expert. Like a psychology major? 
Yeah, except I am more and more confronted with the fact that, like, I think I, I can control how I'm perceived by everyone. Mm. But you can't control how people see you. And you'll actually never know how people truly see you. You never know. Isn't that effed? Uh, let it be so known that Eileen has just brought the mic extremely, <laughs> some would say, like, frustratingly too close to <laughs> our guest's mouth. Yes. Well, Mother, would you describe yourself as an extrovert or an introvert? Um, I think I've gotten to be more extroverted every year of my life. I was definitely an introvert when I was growing up. I was petrified of speaking to people. <clears throat> and I remember we took a trip across the country uh my dad was a college professor so we had the whole summer off and we took 12 weeks and we went camping for 12 weeks and we drove all the way across the country to california and then all the way back and um we went to a lot of national parks and i was collecting the little brochures from each national park that we went to and i would say Mm -hmm. to my mom can you go get one of the national park brochures? Because they were up on the counter where people were. <laughs> and sometimes you even had to ask for it. It was behind oh, the no. counter. <gasps> and she's, one time she looked at me and she said, Susan, you go ask for that brochure. <laughs> and I just walked back and forth in front of the desk for like almost wetting my pants for like <laughs> 15 minutes. The woman I'm sure was wondering like, yeah. what's going on with this girl? You know, and I was, I was, I think 10 so it wasn't a little little kid um I just went back and forth and then finally I just screwed up my courage and I said can I please have one of the brochures <laughs> it seems like you made it way weirder like if you did. oh I did I did make it weirder but I was so afraid to talk to people yeah. and I would I remember also I would never answer the phone because mm-hmm. I would be like if I answer the phone, I'm going to have to talk to this person that I don't know mm-hmm. on the other side of the phone. So I was very quiet and introverted as a child. And now I'm not. Like, and now I will, like, talk to people in the grocery line. And, then wow. you know, that kind of weirdo. Yeah. You can't <laughs> be. a different kind of weirdo. You can't be if you're Eileen's mother. Like, her patterning off of you, you you've, mm-hmm. there is no way that you are still that introverted. Because Eileen is one of the most... Like, kick down the door, burp, be like, what's up? Shut up. What's let's up? go. <laughs> what's up? Shut up. Let's go. While wearing, like, the most beautiful glitter dress you've ever seen. And then she'll, like, put oh, on a 90-minute well. presentation. That's right. Yeah, yeah. Of our PowerPoint presentation. Mm-hmm. TBD. Um, I was going to say something else. But now I am. But I, I just want to add, when Eileen was a baby, mm-hmm. she would not let anyone come near her she was like she had this bubble around her and if strangers crossed the perimeter of her bubble she would cry (gasps) and we had to ride the boat back and forth every day Mm -hmm. and the boat to peaks island everyone who's listening right our island is unabridged um (laughs) unabridged full length no words cut out (laughs) (laughs) yeah um so we would ride the boat, and she was a cute baby. Thank you. And Literally. people I mean, would want to come and say hello to her, so they mm-hmm. would walk over. And if they got just a little too close, she would just cry. And That's then, awesome. You know, people eventually learn, like, don't go near her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And people read Good. a lot into how children react to them and pets react to them. 
So I'm sure she she really had some folks wondering like, what's my aura? Because babies can see auras clearly when really babies can't see anything very clearly for many months and basically (laughs) cry for reasons that have to do with poop, throwing up, or who knows? (laughs) So I'm glad I I was like messing with a lot of people. Yeah, I probably ruined people's egos Mm -hmm. for sure. Good for me. I I took them down a peg. I think they just thought, what is wrong with that child? (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's on you Mm because you raised me. Eileen was wearing like that was your mommy time. You didn't want to you didn't want to share mommy with anybody. No, not at all. Did you did you have to drop Eileen off? No, she went to town because I always kept my children on the same side of the water that I was on. Mm. So it was it was very hard for them. It was hard for me, you know, going in on leaving the house at seven o'clock in the morning to go walk down to the boat to take a boat to get in the car to go to daycare. And then I had to go to work and then do it the other way Mm -hmm. on the way home. But I just wanted them on the same side of the water in case they got sick, which happened occasionally. Mm-hmm. Um, in case the boat stopped running, mm-hmm. which happened occasionally. Yep. So why would the boat stop running? Some whales. Yes. Uh, <laughs> whale. whale play. <laughs> Suddenly, a giant whale would come. Mating. <laughs> no, no. Like in the wind, uh, it can't. The boat can't run when the winds are above, I think, forty-five miles per hour, or. Mm. for you know it's a wind thing um how often did that happen yearly um it now it doesn't happen as much as it used to happen because we have a bigger boat right now but um it would definitely would happen like every (laughs) i would say every winter it would happen two or three times wow wow and what do you do with with how many kids at that time where you were you taking to and from daycare when the boat's like, we can't bring you home? Uh, the most I ever had was two because when I had Camille three, um, mm-hmm. they laid me off and I was like, thank you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I, I just was couldn't picture doing it. Three kids. The oldest one was age four. Um, me. <laughs> so it was, that's when I just don't get near me. Um, I didn't have to do it anymore. It was right. a good thing. Well, mother, and what oh, do you d- what do you do on the island? Wait, I'm still like very like when you have two kids and they're like, "Hey, Bodie McBoatface can't come pick you up because it's so windy, he'll fall over." Um and the whales are playing and they will not move. Even though we've inserted a rod into the ocean and banged it, which is like some way to talk to whales to get them to move out of a channel of water. I know this because sometimes they come up the Hudson River. What do you do? Where do you go? Do you go to a brewery? We used to go to the dry dock. That's what I do. It was a bar. I would, my friend Cindy and I, she would be similarly with a child and stuck on the other side. Mm-hmm. And we used to meet at the dry dock, which was a bar. And kids ran around. And, and we, you got wasted. Mm-hmm. And we drank beer. <laughs> yeah. Did they have like a shot special when the boat wasn't working? <laughs> that would be a good idea. <laughs> I, um, yeah. I can't do shots. I don't weigh enough to do shots. I wish I had that problem. I weigh so much I have to do yeah, shots. Yeah, we weigh so much. <laughs> Which we, is perfectly yeah, it's healthy. healthier for us to do shots. It's like if you try to shoot a giant with a regular gun. You know what I'm totally. saying? I totally do. I totally um, empathize. And that is my relationship with alcohol is I, t- I interpret it as try- shooting myself. <laughs> yeah, it's like a dart gun. <laughs> totally. Yeah. I have to be harpooned. Well, um, also, okay. I want to mention for every time I say shit like that, that... Uh, health at every size and 
your weight is not a moral issue. And I'm very happy to be a strong German boned woman who can, who is very That's strong. That's right. We, yes. End of thought. Yes. Yeah. All body sizes and types are welcome here. Um, and just because my mother weighs 100 pounds does not mean anything against anybody else. Mm-hmm. Um, no. Okay. We should probably move on to our next seggy, which yep. is two letters. I got it. Right? Two letters. Yeah. I got to stop. Step out for a second. So, Mother, this is the point of the show where we give advice to real people who have definitely written these letters mm-hmm. to us. Um, so mm-hmm. we're going to start with the serious letter, right? Yeah. And I think we should just let our audience know that we do accept your letters. We read. We try to read all the letters we get. Obviously, we can't get to all the letters, but... Um, <laughs> are you okay, Eileen? Yes. Are you coughing? Yeah, I was coughing. Um, so... Oh, please feel free to email us at crazyhotpod at gmail.com. With your letters, we would love to answer them on the show. We try to do our best in the time that we have. Um, just keep them anonymous and we'll keep you anonymous. Mm-hmm. And not in your email, obviously, but in your signature. And here we go. Two letters. Uh, Eileen, should I go no, first? No, I'll go first because I have the serious one, right? All right. Okay. They're both serious. Dear Crazy Hot, at work, I have had to open my boss's email account on a few occasions to retrieve information for him. It is a privilege that I am trusted with by him, and I need to actually use it very rarely. That being said, I read his emails multiple times a week, and I have found out things I really should not know. Nothing brutal, but some personal things. The foremost problem is the prying. The second is that there seems to be no way to get myself to stop as I can do it so discreetly and I am confident he will never find out. How do I muster the will to stop doing this? Sincerely, Snoopy in Seattle. Wow, Snoopy. Um, Hmm. That is a good question. As someone myself who has pride in other people's emails, um, they're not yours, mother. Don't give me that look. Um, I prefer not to say. What I'm level? Not ta- what this is. Level? I am like not a- under attack here. I. That is what I say. It's Snoopy. Snoopy under is attack. under attack, oh, right. and they brought it on themselves. So, okay. I would say Snoopy, just stop. First of all, like stop it. Um, I think if you really like, <laughs> great advice, right? You've given me that advice before stop. when I've been like. I don't know. I feel really anxious about this. You'd be like, stop feeling anxious. And I was yeah. like, oh, amazing advice, right? right? <laughs> no, I guess I, I guess that that is true that that's difficult. Um, I, I mean, I think if it's not really hurting anyone, then it's, you know, now you know what you know and you can't unknow it. Um, but yeah, maybe like you don't want to go to the lengths of like quitting your job you don't want to tell on yourself to your boss unless you think that would really make you stop and then he would fire you um but just just stop it that's my advice mother what's your advice stop it i agree with you i think they should just (laughs) stop doing that um Mm -hmm. it's not very nice Lauren, do you have better, more actionable, more, um, more, uh, you know, understanding advice? <laughs> then stop it and stop it. That's yeah. not nice. <laughs> you could also just use a search I mean, I term think that's... In, the, in the Gmail bar. If you know mm-hmm. that he's looking for, say he says, like, can you find out when my dentist appointment is? You could put dentist mm-hmm. in the Google search bar and then you will just mm-hmm. see that email. You don't have to go reading uh-huh. all the emails. Mm-hmm. 
Right. Or you could put throbbing. Throbbing is like my tooth is throbbing. And if something else pops up, it pops up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You could do that. It's not your fault. That's like my best way <laughs> what do you to. Want? I surged throbbing for your throbbing. throbbing. <laughs> or big white, you know? I don't know. I assume your boss is probably a white male because of this horrible country. Probably, yes. <laughs> that we live in. Um,. I would say, you know what? I'm a big like advocate for my own peace of mind because I also love to snoop. And I also love to do like silly things like take little things here and there. And like when I worked at a restaurant, I'd steal like balsamic vinegar from it. Now I'm of the mindset, if it's stressing you out enough to write into a podcast <laughs> and be like, this is stressing me out, just stop for yourself. Um, I'd level out, you know, like you didn't come across anything horrible. Thank God you didn't. You don't have to turn him in for mm-hmm. something. And just stop because it helps you worry less and think about like in 24 hours, am I so glad that I know that my boss has hemorrhoids or would I rather just not know and think about something that's for me? Yes, definitely. Because really you're just selling more space off in your brain to your boss, which, you know, in corporate America, you should have very firm boundaries around how much your brain space is taken up by work. Agreed. So I would say, you know, if you're writing a letter about it, that's enough cause for me to say, stop for you. Stop it. Thank you so much, Snoopy in Seattle. Um, Okay, Lauren, do you want to read the other letter? Yeah. 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 I have this letter right here. Um, Dear Crazy Hot, my idiot friend thinks that by bringing me coffee every morning without me asking, that somehow means I agreed to give him my firstborn cat baby. You heard that right. The first time I gave birth to a cat, I have to give it to my friend because he brought me coffee every morning for a week and I never even asked him to. How do I explain to him that I don't like cream in my coffee, and if he just asked me first, I'd happily give him my cat baby, so that is too much of a burden for me to bear at this point, being an unemployed matchmaker. (laughs) Sincerely, Cat Baby Daddy. Wow. Uh, Cat Baby Daddy. Um, Eileen? Susan? Mother, what would your advice be to this Cat Baby Daddy? Well, I don't quite understand. Does, they, do, does this person think they're going to give birth to a cat? I think that's what they think, yes. So their worries are over. Because they're wow. not going to give birth to a cat ever. There oh my god, go. that was amazing advice. You just engineered mm-hmm. your way into an answer. Mm-hmm. Using always a little bit thinking. of light and a lot of heart. She's always thinking, guys. Yeah, mm-hmm. I guess so my advice would be um, say, hey, friend, I'm really grateful f- to you for bringing me coffee. I'm not asking for it. Therefore, I do not owe you anything. I accept mm-hmm. this. You know, I've told you, like, I don't need this. You don't have to bring me this. And you keep bringing it to me. All right, I'm off the hook. So no, you know what you should do? You should just bring them coffee every morning. And then they'll be like, why are you yeah. bringing me coffee every morning? Oh, why are you bringing me coffee every morning? Let's just each get our mm-hmm. own coffee. Or you could be like, I'm going to bring you coffee every morning, and in return, you owe me a million dollars. Oh, yeah? You don't like that? Then then shut up. And get your hands mm-hmm. off my cat, well, you know baby. What? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I have, I have two-part advice for uh, this unemployed matchmaker. One, if you're talking about breeding cats and you don't actually believe you're going to have a cat baby, don't breed cats. Adopt. Don't shop. Advice two. I like to, I'm not about, you know, being entitled, but I sense a theme. You know, I recently have a friend who got a large gift and they're like, 
I don't know what this means coming from my partner. Like, why would they give me this huge gift? I think there's a lot of that. When you get big gifts or people do nice things for you, we squint our eyes, especially New Yorkers, and we're like, what are you doing? Like, why? What do you want from me? I think we should all, especially women, especially female identifying folks, we should err on a thank you. And much like an heiress, just proceed onward. Yes. People just give you stuff because you're loved. And I think we do need to inherit a little bit of entitlement and say, thank you for the coffee. And if they say, now you owe me a cat baby, say, uh, sure, no. <laughs> I sure don't. I don't know what you're talking about, Dr. Who, but yeah. like, you know, and you can use that name if you want. You don't have to. <laughs> um, Mother, are you hearing this? When people give you things, you should just accept them. My mother has a real problem with mm-hmm. um, accepting gifts. She cannot do it at all. She'll return people money that they give to her. It's insane. Why is that? <gasps> Speak on it. Speak on that. My ear, my ear thing fell out. I can't hear. She yanked so hard away from me. Yeah, why is that? Why do you have trouble accepting gifts? Can you delve into that a little bit? Last question, I promise. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, sometimes it's not necessary. That, that doesn't matter. They gave it to you as a gift. Gifts That's are not necessary. Gift. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's not a bartering. <laughs> I, I can't explain it. Okay, that's that's a terrible What's a gift answer. that is necessary? That's the worst answer you could ever get. I don't know. I just feel like, you know, I, I know what you're referring to. Mm-hmm. Um, recently, I... Yeah, but not even... In your whole life, I feel like you just can't accept nice things that people do for you. I don't know why. I don't know why. I feel like, you know, maybe, maybe deep down inside... I feel like now I owe them something. Mm. I just don't want to owe anybody anything. Just like Dwight and Andy. Mm-hmm. Do not test my politeness. That's right. <laughs> well, Mother, you've been a great guest. We just have one. We just have like a couple. One more thing for you've you. Been amazing, Susan. Um, yeah, one quick thing. But yeah, you've been so great. Thank you for coming on the pod. And um, do mm-hmm. you have anything you want to plug? You're, like I don't know your Etsy you have, shop your you curry business <laughs> mm-hmm. um, no I want to plug that everybody do something today that's nice for someone else aww that's giving someone a gift Susan I hate to break it to mm-hmm. you well then they have to give it to someone else they owe that's me right. they owe me big See? time they owe her there, big time there's that indebted <laughs> you owe her for that advice so much you have no that's idea that's right oh all right, Susan, you've been incredible. Thank you so much for being on our podcast. You are a intelligent, wonderful, generous, former rat tail having genius punk. beauty. Genius punk. punk. Beauty. Um, you do rock the cash box. <laughs> and <laughs> let's get into our lightning round. This is a lightning round. So you're just going to answer these as fast as yep. you can, okay? Yeah. You did yeah. not tell me I was going to be doing this. <laughs> There's only like five. There's like okay. five. And it's just like this or that. Okay. Okay, ready? Yeah. Ghosts? Wait, what am I supposed to do? Ghosts? Respond to the answer. The question, ghosts? Don't exist. Ghosts? L.L. Bean? Nasty guy? I don't know who that is. L.L. Bean. L.L. Bean? Is L.L. Bean a nasty guy? No. Is he a nasty no. guy? Favorite month? July. Shoes to walk across the world in. One pair, go. Sneakers. What's the best kind of doctor? General practitioner. (laughs) (laughs) 
And thank you so much. Thank this you has so been much. Crazy. Thank you for listening to Crazy Hot. And you're crazy hot and so are we. Or we are crazy hot we. and so are you. Bye. And general practitioners, Gateway Doctor, bye. You did it. Another Crazy Hot on the books. If you have questions, want to inquire about ad space, get anonymous advice, or make a declaration of your undying love for us, you can email us at crazyhotpod at gmail.com. And find us on Instagram at crazyhotshow. We love you. Thank you so much for listening. And don't forget, you're, you're hot, hot as, as fuck. fuck. Mwah. That's perfect.